there's two there's two '90s Sonic the Hedgehogs, which we've talked about, and then there's uh, we had Sonic X. When, Sonic X. You're watching one? Sonic X. Yeah, uh, I watched that one. I was probably too old to be watching it, but it was like I don't know, <laughs> third grade, third grade ish. 2003 mm. to 2006. Uh, middle schoolish. I still you graduated in 2007. That's high school. Welcome to Namely 90s. The podcast that takes you back to the time before smartphones, Google, and Y2K. Join your hosts as they relive the pop culture that shaped a generation and the parts that many people wish they could forget. Listen in to the conversation about how the decade defined those who spent their childhood there and how it shaped them as adults. So, turn down the grunge and dial up the internet. Let's get started. It's time for Namely 90s. That's right, you're listening to Namely 90s. My name's Andrew, and over there's Brandon. That's me. Did I sound defeated when I said that? Uh, and uh, over there is fucking Brandon. Oh, st- yeah. uh, no, wow. I was torn at the top of the show. Wow. E-tag, boom. Uh, you can find yeah. us online at namely90s.com. I might have to bleep that if, uh, you, you we, have a short, if we have a short intro. And or you can, just, you can just blank it out. Or just, uh, uh, we get demonetized on YouTube, not that we're already monetized. Online at Namely90s.com or on Twitter and Instagram at Namely90s with a 90s. You can also find this show on YouTube every Monday if we haven't been kicked off of it at Namely90s.com slash YouTube, something, something. And then also, if you want to support the show, head on over to Patreon.com slash Namely90s, also with a 90s, and get signed up for one of the levels. One of the levels. One of the levels. One Here we are levels. again. Yes, here we are again, this time recording off of the Piper microphone, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it didn't sound too terrible. Yeah, well, yeah, that was a mix of Zoom audio and... It was I okay. Think, well, I think Zoom still had the correct audio, but I spent three and a half hours recording with uh, Steampunk Link and um, ME Zero uh, for Snescapades and... Uh, I recorded locally, and he's like, "Do you do you need me to do our cloud recording too?" I'm like, "No, that's fine. I got it. I'm a professional. I've done this many of times." And then I get back, to, and I just like I'm listening to uh, the quote from last week, and it's just like me talking, and like my computer's all the way over here for you visual seers, visual watchers, visual listeners, um, and I'm just like, "Oh, I've recorded." I've recorded through my computers. Like, yeah, it drives me nuts. I do that with uh, watching comics when we did Secret mm-hmm. of Views too. Mm-hmm. I well, it, it, they basically I ended up recording my webcam, no, no, my laptop audio or something, and it was just horrendous. Well, so you, I think what happened was, well, I set the zoom. My zoom defaulted back to a different. Mm-hmm microphone instead of my actual microphone yep so i was like oh it's fine just use the zoom recording mm. but then i s- selected the wrong goddamn microphone yeah <sighs> and hey you can catch me on that episode of snescapades that's s-n-e-s-c-a-p-a-d-e-s uh with steampunk link and me zero tomorrow may 3rd 
It's one of their Playing With Power episodes where they look back at an old issue of Nintendo Power that kind of previews what's coming up on their playlist lineup and look back at the August 1993 Nintendo Power issue with Vega on the cover. So it's a Street Fighter 2 Turbo issue. And yeah, it was, it was a good time. We recorded for about three and a half hours and Link somehow cut it down to two. So yeah, if you want to hear me, uh, talk Nintendo Power with two Super Nintendo buffs. Go check that out. Snescapades on your platform of choice, except for Spotify, because of moral reasons, I assume. Good for them. Yep. It happens. But anyway. A hundred epi- um, episodes in, it still happens. Yeah. Is this a podcast? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did we get here? Um, How did we get here? Yeah, we are on episode 100, Yay. which would... If you were logical and like me, it would be a milestone. It's just another episode. Mm-hmm. But find us next week. <laughs> Is it next week or the week after? I don't week know. Week after. Find us on episode 102 where we commemorate our 102nd episode. I mean, <laughs> yes. wait. Uh, two years. Uh, two year extravaganza. <laughs> um, uh, so this is technically uh, this is actually episode 125 um that is true <clears throat> we just label it production order 100 but we've had 25 bonus specials uh now i mean so that means a quarter a quarter of our episodes well a little bit a more than a quarter of our, episode. of our episodes are yeah, a fifth, fifth, yeah. are a fifth of a quarter of a 20 percent of our episodes are <laughs> bonus content yep well, because we don't, uh, when we do the Christmas specials, those are all bonus content. Um, so technically, yeah. our two-year depending on how you look at it, yeah. Technically, our two-year anniversary should be next week, right? No. I don't know. It's been uh, roughly two years. Yay us! Oh no, I remember what happened this year. Uh, it didn't get. It only. 12 days only covered one week worth of show. Was this right? a leap month? Uh, no, that doesn't it even was just mean a, anything. <laughs> very unfortunate. It was a very unfortunate Christmas scheduling and you don't like us missing Mondays because we are consistent. If we are not one thing, um, anything else I just received a, well, I didn't receive a text. I, opened up facebook which is what you do when you're on a podcast to me. Right? yeah thank you and, no no and i, I looked took my episodes. phone and facebook was up and someone i know said that she's watching paul mccartney sing let it be in spokane live right now first of all it's a super late concert second of all we had a conversation this morning about how the concert tour is called paul mccartney got back and yes i understand the reference to the song get back that's but, not the, um, well, I mean, it's not the name of the song, but you know, like get back. It's one of the songs they do. Is, the is that him? This, yes, but the song is to the Beatles back in the USSR. Okay. But <laughs> in any case, in any case, <laughs> okay. Paul McCartney got back as in, I just, I'm sorry. Did no one see that? Or do they understand that it's also that reference and just have no idea who their demographic is? That is possible. That is the, the reference. Get back. But because he has two, like two of his other tours were back in the USSR again and back in the USA. So, but, but, but baby got back. <laughs> That's all yes. I'm saying. Paul McCartney got that dumpy. Right. <laughs> He's just twerking nonstop. He's like 80 years old. <laughs> they, they roll just, him out onto the stage <laughs> with the piano 
and he's he, instead of sitting, he twerks while playing the piano. Um, oh gosh, no, it is weird. I'm surprised that in his what I assume and hope to be his farewell tour, because he's like 82 Are you or something. Death upon him? Is no, that what he's saying? just so old. Um, why would he choose to come to Spokane? It's like that guy could sell out like any place and he, he's like let's go to spokane memorial arena and sell thirteen thousand tickets well i would say that the majority of people that listen to oldies may have a like a the venn diagram of old people <laughs> uh, old <clears throat> uh of a single race white uh, people <laughs> yes uh <laughs> and the people that live in spokane they overlap quite a bit the same people who love the song Sweet Caroline. It's the same circle. Ba, ba, ba. Uh, anyway, DM, that was not a plan. Never looked so good. Yeah, that was not a planned uh, segment, but that was kind of funny. Um, and then I'm halfway. Well, about a third of the way through watching Hamilton for the first time, which oh, someone I know I recently thought that the musical was called Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was at a party, so drinks were had and and, and other such items. But they thought that it was called Franklin, as in Franklin the. Um, the I was thinking the Franklin, the turtle, or the kid from the Peanuts comics, um, or Benjamin Franklin. I suppose like that, that I could see making that mistake to a degree. Yes, Alexander Franklin. <laughs> uh anyway uh it's pretty good it's pretty good nice yeah i've heard good things i had an ex that was really into it she uh got some of the first tickets the to a showing post pandemic which doesn't make sense because we were like in the middle of the pandemic when we broke up lin-manuel miranda is pretty pretty talented for sure yeah and you know kind of does the same thing over and over again but yeah but it works for him yes yeah he did the same thing when he guest starred on house for like five episodes yeah or he shows up in like um animated shows uh like bob's burgers and uh the simpsons and does the exact same songs and freestyle rapping but again, you know, if you've that's got a formula yeah. that works, yeah, that's good. It's good. I mean, I, I know he's trying to break away from it, but Disney doesn't do stuff like that. Uh, before we move on, um, I <laughs> I was slicing cucumbers last night to make some quick pickles. I and, bet you were. <laughs> and Wait, I, have a, I have a nice mandolin, uh, a, v, a V-shaped mandolin, but it's all metal. Uh, mm. So the cucumbers were real slick, and I don't like wearing that stupid metal chainmail for your hand. Uh, and I, I was like, I almost finished slicing two whole cucumbers. I had like maybe an inch left, and I was just being frugal and trying to get as much out of the cucumber as I could. Uh, and sliced open my my finger. Um, to which my kitchen then looked like a scene from Dexter. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that's um, you should get some of those like welding gloves or something. Yeah, I mean, it came with like this, like a chainmail style glove, but it, to prevent you from um, you know, slicing your tips off. But I'm careful, <laughs> yeah, clearly, clearly. clearly not. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, they usually uh, some of them come with a guide, but it depends on what kind you get. 
I have, there's a yeah, there's a guide for it as well, but it's that's cumbersome. Pardon the pun. <laughs> cumbersome. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and it, it, you know, it, it's it's not as it's not as quick. Um, it's it's much quicker to just do it by hand and yeah. And how much while. time did it save you to bleed everywhere? <laughs> this find, is the like, first time that I've had like. <laughs> oh uh, man. It did take me like I stopped for fifteen minutes so that the blood would coagulate. But then I ripped off the bandage that I threw on it like immediately to kind of clean it up because it was soaked in blood. And then that reopened the wound for another fifteen minutes. But this time I just put paper towels around it. So when I pulled it off again, it started to bleed again. But I sealed it, and it's not as not as bloody this time. Um, so congratulations, B. Thank you for coming to the health corner of Naomi Nineties. Yeah. Uh, and yes, yeah. I do not have gauze at home, and I should have had gauze. That would Listen, there's no proof that applying <laughs> pressure to a wound does anything. That's big gauze trying to convince you to buy. <laughs> don't don't support big gauze, okay? Yeah, I can I can tell you for the amount of blood that was spewing out of my finger, uh, applying pressure did help. Uh, did help stop the the blood flow last night. I don't know, but I heard Joe Rogan say that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I also, in uh, following Joe Rogan's <laughs> advice, uh, took horse pills to, to stop the bleeding. There it is. There it is. Horse dewormer can yeah. cure what ails you by uh, killing you immediately. What? Yeah. <laughs> nope. Should we get uh, into it? What else? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, so, why don't you tell us what was going on in May of 1998? Uh, travel back with the listeners to May of 1998 and Andrew you're welcome to come with me as well okay. we'll see uh, as he po- has already popped up Facebook nope. on his phone on the first Uma Thurman marries Ethan Hawke do you know who either of those people are uh, Uma Thurman family got us a joke about her eyes getting further and further apart <laughs> <laughs> she's in Kill Bill and other things uh, I think that was the Pulp Fiction scene. That yeah, and the, then uh, Ethan Hawke is also in things Gattaca. such as Gattaca. Mm-hmm. Was it Gattaca? Yeah, yeah, he was in Gattaca. And uh, Training Day. Oh, yeah. was Wait, he was the white guy in Training Day? Yeah. Nice. That's a good movie. It is. I actually watched it recently. Uh, King Kong got, ain't got nothing on me. Um... He's also the antagonist in uh, the limited run series Moon Knight that ends this week on Disney+. Uh, Plus. Oh, okay. Well, great. Yes. Uh, that was probably the only... Well, actually, episode five was phenomenal. Can I just tell you how mad I am that Hulu decided that my phone is no longer a recognized device and I had to figure out how to make that work again? Uh, have you tried... You know, I've tried... Listen, I've tried nothing and nothing's working. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing doesn't sound like it's working. Yeah. Uh, Uh, On the second, the Battle of Hogwarts occurs. The fictional battle that ended the second Wizarding War with the death of Lord Voldemort. Basically the end of Book 7. This was an actual thing that was listed on the 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 on this day thing that I look through to to call our stuff. Well, that woman is insufferable, isn't she? Uh, You mean the turf? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes. Uh, so if you read Harry Potter, um, Harry 
pulp. I guess yeah. technically, if you watch the movies, that final battle, seventh, in the seventh book, eighth movie, occurred on the second of May, nineteen ninety eight. On the fourth, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, uh, is sentenced to four or is sentenced with four life sentences plus thirty years after accepting a plea agreement. On the seventh, Mercedes Benz buys Chrysler for forty billion dollars USD to form Daimler Chrysler in the largest industrial merger in history up to Elon Musk buying Twitter. Uh, um, but then didn't Chrysler, Chrysler kind of fold during Chrysler the uh, the recession yes. and then Fiat had to come by them so it's like first the Germans then the Italians so, but apparently uh, it's improved things there. Are, are they now officially Mercedes-Benz, Chrysler, Daimler, Dodge, uh, Fiat? They're, it's now called FCA. I, I don't remember. I think it means for like Fiat, Chrysler. Thing. Gotcha. Also on the 7th, Mr. Beast is born. Do you know who Mr. Beast is, Andrew? No. Fiat Chrysler Automobiles. No, I don't. Can, would you hazard a guess to who Mr. Beast is? Uh, e, I'm going to guess... I don't know. Popular YouTuber, Mr. Beast. Oh, uh, boy. He, uh, he's the guy that just gives everyone money, uh, or gives away money as content. Um, he also has, uh, he also created a bunch of pop-ups called Mr. Beast Burgers, uh, which are terrible, by the way. I, I, uh, it doesn't have, sound good. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, they, they sound good. When you get it, it's not great. It's not pop-ups, ghost kitchens. So, like, they run out of, like, Applebee's. The back of an Applebee's. On the 11th, India conducts three underground nuclear tests. Uh, hard stance. Mr. Beast Burger, not good. On the 11th, India conducts three underground nuclear tests with two more on the 13th. Also on the 11th, ZDTV channel begins airing. Eventually becomes Tech TV, which then becomes G4, which then becomes the Esquire channel before dying. But G4 returned last year as a hybrid TV streaming channel. On the 13th, race riots break out in Jakarta, Indonesia against the Indonesians of Chinese descent. On the 14th, the two-part finale of Seinfeld airs to 76.3 million viewers. Commercials are priced at $2 million for 30-second ads. Um, that's like Super Bowl viewership. Whoa. I mean, like, think of your favorite show that's on TV now. That's a bad analogy. You don't watch TV. but uh, Yeah, but like a show that I would consider popular that I like is like, oh, 12 million viewers. I was like, going to say one. That's a lot. Yeah. Well, like a popular show, like Twenty Four, you know, I mean, House current, in the current, later seasons, current, current era, like CSI that just came back, probably got maybe one point five million views viewers per night. Yeah, yeah, I think it's different now because of streaming and it's, and DVRs and all that. But still, but that, I mean, seventy six is, is more than back point. when broadcast yeah. television was like the main thing. Yes. My, my point was just to compare it to what, what viewership's like these days. I don't know what viewership's like these days. Pretty low. On the 14th, uh, Frank Sinatra passes away at 82. Oh. On the 18th, United States v. Microsoft antitrust case. Antitrust. 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 Antitrust case. Is filed. On the 19th, DMX releases his debut studio album, It's Dark and Hell is Hot. Andrew, can you tell me the top number one single off of DMX's debut album, 
it's dark and hell is hot. Not at all. <laughs> I don't know anything. Especially about that genre. Uh, I don't think I can tell you what it is either. I just wanted to throw okay, you under the bus. It's dark and hell is hot. Uh, uh, Rough Riders Anthem is, is on that album. Uh, the, the four singles are Get At Me Dog, Stop Being Greedy, Rough Riders Anthem, and How's It Going Down. Uh, I believe Rough Riders Anthem features... Nope. No idea. Anyway, on the 28th, Pakistan has five nuclear tests of its own in response to India's. Did you know that... Did you remember that Pakistan and India have a antagonist... Yeah, and then one of them accidentally lobbed a missile into the other one like a month ago. Oh, yeah. It's uh, perfectly normal, perfectly healthy. Yeah. Get your missiles under control, people. Good Lord. Uh, Also on the 28th, Phil Hartman, ripped to the max, is murdered in his sleep by his wife. Yeah, that's totally reasonable. Totally normal, totally healthy. (laughs) Uh, TV premiering slash ending. uh, Premiering on the 11th. The Screensavers, uh, which was Attack of the Show before Attack of the Show existed uh, on ZDTV slash Tech TV. On the 14th premiering is Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV. Do you remember Celebrity oh, Deathmatch? Yeah. Was it that like claymation thing? Mm-hmm. That was I, like wrestling, seemed, but really gory. Yes. And it was celebrities. Everyone seemed to love that for some reason. <clears throat> uh, ending in May of 1998. On the 14th, we have Seinfeld, as I mentioned already. On the 16th, we have Dr. Quinn, a medicine woman. On the 18th, we have both Murphy Brown and Team Knight Rider. Remember any significance of any of these? He asks while he's drinking. Well, Murphy Brown was the one with, um, oh. You do it. Vice President. Ah. Uh. I don't know the one that like the American Council on Families said was bad because it portrayed a single mother. Yes, uh, Candace Bergen. Uh, yes, you know? nice, nice pull. Ooh, I was was wasn't it Ross Perot, Vice President? Uh, Something like that. The American <laughs> Council on Families denounces single mothers. That's essentially what it's. <laughs> Speaking of single mothers, uh, on the twenty second, singled out ends on MTV. <laughs> On the 26th, Soul Man. And on the 31st, the Larry Sanders Show ends its run. Uh, In the box office, on the 1st, we have Les Miserables. Wait, Uh, wasn't there a more recent one with uh, Russell Crowe in it? Yes, sir. Both Russell Crowe and a man who can't sing Hugh Jackman. Um, Wait, one of those two couldn't sing. And Anne Hathaway was in it, too. Didn't someone recently call it Les Miserables? Didn't was didn't I Did you send you a Les? text? No, I texted you because someone called it Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Fantastic. Les. 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 Yeah. Les Not me. Uh, the Miserables, uh, I believe it's uh, translates to directly. Uh, no, this one featured Liam Neeson, uh, who you're familiar with. Jeffrey Rush. Uh, no. Yes. No. No. Nope. Je- He's Captain Barbosa in the Pirates movies. Oh, okay. Uh, um, Uma Thurman, who who got married this month. And Claire Danes. Claire Danes of uh, 
God, what was it? There's so, a name you don't hear too much anymore. Right? Did she die? Uh, Whoops. No, she did not. <laughs> On the eighth, Deep Impact featuring Robert Duvall, Tia Leone, Elijah Wood, Morgan Freeman, Kurtwood Smith, James Cromwell, Vanessa Redgrave, John Favreau, and just absolute shit. Now that's a cast. <laughs> yes. Tia Leone, she was, is or was married to David Duchovny. She was. Elijah Wood, Morgan Freeman, Kurtwood Smith, the name I always forget, but who plays Red Foreman. Dumbass. And Dave Matthews' yeah. dad on an episode of House. James Cromwell. I mean, you can't go wrong with him. Um, mm-hmm. John Favreau. Who else? There was... Uh, that was it. Uh, Robert Duvall, Vanessa Redgrave, Morgan Freeman. Ah, yes. Uh, on the 19th, The Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars, a direct TV video <laughs> sequel of The Brave Little Toaster, apparently an 80s movie. I don't, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Um, but yeah, they're going to show up a lot over the next few weeks on the 20th Godzilla featuring Matthew Project, Hank Azaria and Jean Reno. God, that was a dumpster fire. Um, and on the 22nd fear and loving in Las Vegas. Have you ever seen that one? I watched part of it. It's real weird. It's got Jenny, Johnny Depp in it. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't seen it. I, it's on my it, list of, I believe I it's based watch. on a book by Hunter S Thompson. Mm-hmm. And basically, they're just like tripping out on acid and they're afraid that bats are attacking them. <laughs> that's that's the movie. <laughs> that's that's a big that's the part of the movie I remember is okay. they're afraid of bats. And if you want Andrew to watch Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas in season two of Name the 90s, let us know in the comments bats. below. Bats. Uh, no, it's not. That's on my list of ones that I need to need to watch uh, in the Billboard charts. May of 1998. Uh, number one, May of nineteen ninety-eight, in from April, and for the first three weeks is "Too Close" by Next, and uh, "My All," "My All" by Mariah Carey for the fourth week, and again "Too Close" uh, by Next for the final week. Um, continuing on for the first week of May nineteen ninety-eight, at number two, "You're Still the One" by Shania Twain. Number six, one of my personal favorites, Body Bumping Yippee-Yay-Yo by Public Announcement, uh, which I don't think I've heard before the last time we mentioned this song. Uh, number seven, Truly Badly Deeply by Savage Garden. Number eight, Everybody by Backstreet Boys. Number 10, Sex and Candy by Marcy's Playground. Uh, number 13, I Want You Back by NSYNC. Number 15, No, No, No by Destiny's Child. Number 16, My Heart Will Go On by Selena Dean. And number 22, Getting Jiggy With It by uh, Rick's <laughs> Chris Rock slapping uh, master himself, Will Smith. Number 23, I fell apart in that joke. Together Again by Janet Jackson. And number 25, How's It Gonna Be by Third Eye Blind. Good list. Yeah. Let's go to Brandon with the Namely 90s Minute. Welcome back to our mid-episode break, Namely 90s Minute. Every week we look back at a culturally relevant show, movie, or piece of pop culture that probably helps stoke the algorithm. This week, in honor of the premiere of Star Trek Strange New Worlds, we are looking back at the last Star Trek film to feature the original series cast, Star Trek VI The Undiscovered Country. 
Star Trek VI The Undiscovered Country is a 1991 science fiction film made to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the Star Trek franchise. After T.J. Hooker shot the bed with Star Trek V, Spock pitched a story about what if the wall came down in space, essentially framing the end of the Cold War using the tensions between the Klingons and the Federation the same way the original series had, which fills in the gaps between the original series and Star Trek The Next Generation as the Klingons are somewhat peaceful with the Federation in the latter series. After the Klingon moon of Praxis explodes and it causes an ecological disaster on their homeworld, the Klingons recognize that war is no longer a viable option and seek peace with the United Federation of Planets. Starfleet sends the USS Enterprise A to escort the Klingon Chancellor to Earth because sending the one captain in Starfleet whose son was murdered by Klingons makes sense. Among the group of Klingons is General Chang, who enjoys quoting Shakespeare a lot, which is even better in the original Klingonese. Yes, you heard that one right. The original Klingonese. Shakespeare. During the trip, the Enterprise is framed to look like they fired on the Klingon ship and the Chancellor is assassinated, which causes Kirk and McCoy to be arrested and tried for the murder. Of course, they are found guilty and are sent to Space Alcatraz on the frozen planetoid Aurora Penthe. Captain Spock aboard the Enterprise stages a rescue of Kirk and McCoy, who escape the prison through a series of backstabs and deals. Once back aboard the ship, Kirk finds two of the conspirators dead, and they set a sting for the third conspirator, who turns out to be Samantha from Sex and the City, playing a Vulcan protege of Spock's. Spock does a non-consensual mind meld on her, and learns that there's a plan by P.F. Chang to assassinate the Federation president at the Peace Talks. The Enterprise and the Excelsior race there, destroy the cloaked lettuce wrap ship, and Kirk slow-mo saves the president. The movie ends with Starfleet giving orders to decommission the Enterprise A, and Kirk sails the ship off into the sunset. Star set. Great beyond. Whatever. They go fly off into space. The end. And that's Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country, in a namely 90s minute. More or less. And now, back to the show. Uh, anywhere you want to go? Let's see where you went. <laughs> go from there. Um, well, after last week's, or two weeks ago, it was a really dark place that we went. Uh, oh my god, there's so much. Oh, I'm not gonna read it all. Yeah, if I, tell, if, I, if I hand it off to you this time, do not read everything that's in the notes. Pick and choose. Uh, and I don't know. Let's go I, with Phil Hartman. I know, I know you're not, you don't like the the improving thing. I'm not very good at it, but I don't mind if you do it. Fair no, enough. I, I think Phil Hartman's death deserves more attention than we gave it during the jingle all the way episode i mean is there anything is there anything else from the from the list that you want to talk about i, I, well, I already made my jokes about les miserables mm-hmm. uh deep impact i remember uh i could not listen to sex and candy by marcy's playground uh, because it sounded like this weird song from a video game that i had that i hated and i gave to you it was a pc game um, I was happy when you took it because it creeped me the fuck out. And uh, that's our second expedition of the episode. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, for probably two decades, could not listen to that song without being like creeped out. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just know the Marcy Playground one. Well, I mean, the, the point was I gave you a, a video game once, a PC game uh, that you. I know you played. Uh, but what was it? Then? I do not remember, but it was when your computer was still down and uh, on the, the bottom floor of your house. Uh, you didn't have a computer in your room at that time. I, could, I couldn't tell you what it was called. It was just like it was odd and creepy. And uh, What was the genre of game? I don't know. Side-scrolling platformer. 
Oh, okay. I have no idea what it was. I just hated it and I got rid of it by giving it to you. I remember there was a uh, CD-ROM that came in a box of corn checks once and it was like a first-person shooter, but instead of a gun, you had a spoon. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, but... That's a melee weapon. Did it shoot spoons or... No, I mean, it was a melee weapon, but that was all you had. It was called... um, Checks Quest. It was a non-violent first-person shooter game created in 1996 by Digital Cafe. Mm. Why? I mean, have you ever heard of Sneak King? Uh, it was a total conversion of the more explicit, uh, explicitly violent video game Doom. <laughs> that was a Doom skin. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. uh. Oh. Classic. Anyway. Speaking of violence, Phil Hartman died. Uh, yeah, I I can't remember if we mentioned it in Jingle All the Way episode. Uh, it was like possibly the more recent Futurama episode, possibly the news radio episode. Um, I don't remember if we like really focused on it, but I thought we should bring it up again. Um, even though there's, I, I mean, there's a lot this month, but I. Nothing. Nothing new. Um, no, Joe Rogan. I can't get away from this blowhard. Yeah, Joe Rogan was in News Radio um, uh, with it was him, Andy Dick. Uh, Andy Dick. <laughs> that was really good. Um, uh, what else? Uh, I wanted to say Laura Prepon, but I know that's not correct. Um, uh, News Radio was a great, uh, great show. Watched it all the time on three runs on Lifetime. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, Phil Hartman. Uh, he, let's see. Um, He's a comedian. Yes. And he, actor. Oh, right. Sorry. The important parts here is that uh, he wasn't in a happy marriage, but he, he stayed together for the kids, which apparently led to him dying. So don't do that. <laughs> You're doing more harm to your children, possibly. Uh, although not married, so I should not be giving any advice at all. Um, uh, let's see. On May 27th, 1998, Bryn, uh, his wife Bryn, visited the Italian restaurant Buca di Beppo in Encino, California. Buca di Beppo! would cause any person to go insane, which is not a funny joke, given she has mental illness. And... Uh, she was with uh, a friend of hers who said after the fact that Brynn was in a good frame of mind. Uh, they had drinks. After returning home, she had a repeated argument with Phil, uh, after which he went to bed. She entered his bedroom sometime before 3 a.m. on the 28th, and as he slept, it fatally shot him once between the eyes, once in the throat, and once in the upper chest with a charter arms. 38 caliber handgun. Are you familiar with the uh, like a 38 special or uh, I'm not a I'm not good with the guns. Uh, what the the fact the fact it was 38 caliber. Well, yes, the, the charter charter arms 38 caliber. Handgun. I'm pretty sure it's just like a revolver. Gotcha. Um, he was 49. She was taking Zoloft and had been drinking alcohol and recently used uh, cocaine. So cocaine mixes really well with all the antidepressants as far as I know. And alcohol. Um 
she then brought, drove to the home of her friend Ron Douglas confessed the killing but he didn't believe her they drove back to the house in separate cars she called another friend and confessed a second time uh, <laughs> upon s- or as Bill Cosby would say I'm just gonna take some zips and some zaps <laughs> no. I don't know why Bill Cosby came to mind but <laughs> clearly this is the time for it uh, um <laughs> Upon seeing Hartman's body, Douglas called 911 at 6.20 a.m. They escorted Douglas and the Hartman's two children from the premises when the police arrived, and uh, Bryn had locked herself in the bedroom. Shortly afterwards, she committed suicide by self-inflicted gunshots. Um, yes, it, it was, that, that was, that was the incident, um, a friend of theirs said that Brynn got attention by losing her temper. Hmm. Uh, I like this one that says that a wrongful death lawsuit was filed in 1999 by her brother Gregory Omdahl against oh. Pfizer, the manufacturer of Zoloft, and against her child psychiatrist Arthur Sorosky, who had been who had provided samples of the antidepressant to Brynn. Um, For their children? Or Can just, I just say that, like, okay, most antidepressants require you to be on them for, like, six six weeks before they start working. Hmm. So how does the concept of a free sample make sense for an antidepressant? You take, take it one day and see if it helps. Well, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, uh, I, I like the next part where uh, John Lovitz accuses uh, Andy Dick of introducing Brain to cocaine, which caused her relapse and suffer nervous breakdown. Reintroducing her to cocaine. Excuse me. And then uh, they they apparently hate each other for the rest of time now. Uh, yeah, I, I guess. At, at one point, um, she Dick approached uh, Lovitz at a restaurant and said, "I put the can you can you do it? I can't do the." I put the Phil Hartman. Oh, nope, that's a weird voice. Um, no, I can't do it. I put the Phil Hartman hex on you. You're the next one to die. I'm uh, Andy Dick. I can only do the name. And then uh, Lovitz had him ejected from the restaurant. Uh, also, the following year at the Laugh Factory, uh, they got into another argument with John Lovitz slamming Andy Dick's head into the bar. Um, that's It's like, that's the name of their new show. Watch two <coughs> comedians punch each other in the face. Andrew did an air quote there. If you yeah, oh, sorry, it's a podcast. Watch two unfunny comedians punch each other in the face. Um, I also thought it was uh, interesting that uh, what was interesting? Oh, um, it was so we talked about this this in the Futurama episode. He was very close. They were like going to start Futurama soon um, because it started in the 98, 99 season. and uh, yeah, Phil Hartman was going to be Zap Brannigan. Uh, he was currently on news radio, so in the series five premiere, um, they say Hartman's character Bill McNeil died of a heart attack. That's a tough episode to watch. Um, they canceled the performance on Saturday Night Live for that weekend, and I think they they the Simpsons also canceled their show uh, that weekend as well. Um, the moral of the story if you have a mental illness definitely use illicit drugs right 
yes. And uh, if you have a mental illness and are using illicit drugs, definitely keep a gun in the house. <laughs> um. Well, and I think this is the other thing is like that cocaine's laced with all sorts of wacky stuff. You're like, you're, you're uh, just using like, oh, I'm just snorting basically what's like some cocaine mixed with like dried milk powder. That can't be good for the brain. No. Um, uh, no. Especially if you're lactose intolerant. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. dick. Oh, sorry. Uh <laughs> Some post post uh posthuman how posthumous 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 there we go some posthumous um uh, some posthumous appearances of Hartman included um an episode of The Simpsons his final appearance was in Bart the Mother uh and the episode is dedicated to him in season ten and he also his final film was Small Soldiers. Small soldiers. Plus, I was just going to say, John Lovitz and Andy Dick only make post-humorous appearances. <laughs> Do you remember Small Soldiers? Uh, I'm aware of it, vaguely. It starring Tommy Lee Jones, or Kirsten Dunst, and uh, God, who else is that? Kevin Scott. Anyway. Uh, terrible um, movie. Terrible movie. Uh, it's sad that that Bill was his final. Hartman, Gregory Smith, David Cross, Nathan Wilson. Basically, they're a bunch of uh, uh, action figures that came to life. Rotten Tomatoes score forty eight. Not not the worst. Forty eight. That's a terrible movie. Forty eight. Wow. Speaking of terrible movies, shall we talk about Godzilla? Yeah, I never saw it. Let's do it. What? You didn't see the blockbuster uh, 1998 Roland Emmerich film uh, Godzilla? No, not at all. That one, uh, are you familiar with? I almost uh, just typed Kojira? Dogzilla into. Uh, so apparently, after a lot of controversy, this version of Godzilla has been renamed just Zilla because it's not Godzilla. Um, Godzilla's 1998 American monster film directed and co-written by uh, Roland Emmerich. Um, so bad. It's a reimagining of Toho's Godzilla franchise. Um, are you familiar with the, the Japanese Godzilla movies? Uh, the concept of yeah. them? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, the film stars Matthew Broderick, Jean Reno, Maria Patillo, Hank Azaria, Kevin Dunn, Michael Lerner and Harry Shearer. I'm sure some of those names are people. Uh, and um, yeah, it was it was bad. Uh, it was theatrically released on May 20th, 1998. Negative reviews. Although yeah. it, gro- it grossed 379 million worldwide against a pr- production budget between 130 and 150. And a marketing cost of eighty million. Um, so, despite turning a profit, it was considered to be a box office disappointment. But um, technically, it was profitable. The plan, only Josh. Yes, but still, uh, it's 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 usually double the double the budget. If if you make more money than double the budget, you're you're profitable. The planned sequels were canceled. 
and an animated series was produced instead, which I watched and loved, by the way. Um, and uh, yes, uh, the, in 2004, Toho began trademarking new iterations of, of this Godzilla as quote unquote Zilla, um, which is uh, why does it like Independence Day looked pretty good for yeah. its time. Mm-hmm. Why does this look so horrible? Well, imagine if you took Independence Day and then thought we can do everything Jurassic Park did except do it all digitally. And uh, that's what you get for 1998. Boy, it's not good. It's not good at all. So the thing is, so this Godzilla, it looks like a lizard. It acts like a lizard. It produces like Jurassic Park asexually. Asexually. Like the the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Um, Some of them produce, reproduced asexually. And um, there's a whole scene. So this Godzilla lays a bunch of eggs in Madison Square Garden. And uh, so all the babies are hatching. And it's just the raptor scene from any Jurassic Park movie. Um, And they they just, they look like raptors. Um, I don't know who thought this design was a good idea. Uh, Matthew Broderick was in it for some reason. After two films... Exactly, because uh, this is coming off of was the Rock that was Jerry Brockheimer. Um, uh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Roland Roland Emmerich coming off of Independence Day. What else did he just? He, he like he had one per year. I feel like. Um, Let's look it up. That's what I'm doing currently. Uh, so he had Stargate in 94, he had Independence Day in 96, okay, he was coming off of Stargate and Independence Day, and he, he, he lands with Godzilla, uh, although, I, next up is the Patriot in 2000, so that's, uh, better, I guess, but, yeah, um, although, you know, problematic actor, um, yeah, it is it's a, I liked it as a kid not gonna lie but it's not a good movie I recognize it's not a good movie it's not a good movie no it looks really bad it is it, really like, bad like inexplicably so much worse than Independence Day which is weird maybe because, a budget difference uh maybe um Speaking of, of budget differences, um, I want to talk about ZDTV. Um, currently drinking out of my, my G4 intern mug. Um, says return to G4 if lost. So Andrew doesn't know anything about any of this. No, it's like a network. It is a network. Um, for gaming people? For, for yes, for nerd culture. Um, Tech TV... ZDTV is a defunct 24-hour cable and satellite channel based out of the San Francisco area uh, about news about shows or news and shows about computers, technology, and the internet. Um, it merged with G4, a gaming channel, in 2004, and uh, it ultimately got rid of most of the tech TV programming, except for uh, Screensavers, which was eventually retweaked into Attack of the Show, uh, which is back. 
highly recommend checking that out at uh, twitch.tv slash G4 TV or, um, you know, just G4 TV.com. Uh, find, find out where that is because attack of the show. I watched, uh, like high school, um, the senior junior year of high school, I come home, throw that on. It was like this live, crazy, um, internet show, but on TV and they, they had like video clips that were funny from YouTube and, uh, they did stupid stuff and they talked to movie directors and I love um, stupid stuff. Well, like nerd content. And, uh, yeah, that, mm, the problem it, is I think there's different classes of nerds. Yes, so they tried to do all the classes of nerds. Uh, what, what kind of what class of nerds are you not? Well, like, like I'm I'm kind of a computery techie type guy, mm-hmm. but not super into like you know um, like role playing games or cards or you know um, they had something for you. They had virginism. The- <laughs> I believe it's called uh, incelism now. Yeah, yes, it is. Um, but uh, no, it's it's uh, Attack of the Show was. Uh, they had a segment called Gadget Prom. They do they would do gadget reviews, um, tech reviews. They would talk about new new computers coming out. Like it, it was back in the day, it was something interesting. Now it is it is more like entertainment based. Um, but uh, video game based, uh, but it's 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 still uh, I I've I've been enjoying the revival currently. Um, I see my my artwork's been featured on it a few times, and by artwork I mean uh, me just uh, making bad photoshops and uh, if that's not movies. art, then what is exactly? Uh, anywhere else you want to go? Uh, I don't know. Um, I'm sure we don't have this network here. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, um, well, who's your cable provider? Ugh. Good Lord. Uh, Xfinity Comcast. What they just got on Xfinity. Wow. Yeah. I'm going to go inside immediately and turn this channel on to fall asleep to. No, I'm not going to turn it on. I know you are. <laughs> I'm uh, probably going to put on the X-Files or cooking shows. Uh, I recommend the live experience because they're, they're recording their episodes like live on Twitch and on YouTube um, and then editing it for linear cable. Uh, so it's more fun being live because that's how the show used to be. It was a live, it was a live show. It was like TRL except for nerds. Um yeah, uh, I feel like that's it for this week's I episode. Think, I think we're done. Let, yeah. I think we are done. Let's call it. Yes. Uh, yeah, 100 episodes are done. Uh, that's oh. it for this week's edition of Naming 90s. Remember, you can find new episodes out every Monday. Check this episode description for this week's supplemental Spotify playlist curated by yours truly. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at Naming90s with 90s. Or find our personal accounts at Beachwoody and at Naming Andrew. And tell us what you want us to talk about on future episodes. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash namely90s also with a 90s and finally you can contact us through our website namely90s.com please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Twitch, Deezer, TuneIn, iHeart Good Pods and wherever you get your podcasts from I'm Brandon that's Andrew and we'll catch you next time
weird place up in here.